Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Basil Wilbur. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Before I even do anything, before you even get to the opening statement, I just want to remind you of how valuable you are in God's kingdom. And when you, and here's the reason why you're valuable. Although God loves us and we feel his spirit and all those things, you know, folks, there's just, there's just something about getting a hug from somebody and them just saying, I love you, I'm with you, we're going to get there together, or you're going to do it. An encouraging word. There's nothing greater than being an encourager. Amen? So I just want to encourage you tonight to know that you are important. Whether you have the greatest ministry you feel or you don't, your ministry ought to be the ministry of encouragement. I'm going to go to church tonight. I'm going to encourage at least one person. God, give me a word for somebody tonight. Amen? So that's, that one's for free. Actually, it might have something to do with my message. I don't know. My mind's all everywhere. So, Amen. Tonight, I just want to start off by just saying, um, the title of my message is, Sticks and Stones May Break My Bones, But Words Can Never Hurt Me, is the greatest lie that was ever told. Amen? You know, tonight, I think that uh, if you came to listen to a message, you're probably going to hear some counseling. And I just really feel like the counselor has given me his notes. And I am going to give them to you. I am stepping in the place of the great counselor to encourage you and to make sure that you know how much he loves you. The whole world is is in this uh, thing of just saying things. And uh, saying that they can say just anything they want to you. Have you ever felt that way? I mean, sometimes when you're little, there's no power hour kids, and I apologize for that, so I'm your power hour. So get behind me, preach, say amen. An encouragement going on here. I need your help. Amen. Because in Sunday school, uh, not just school, but Sunday school, you may hear people say things to you, that you don't like. And in school they may say things to you don't like. You know, out in the store they may say things to you that you don't like. You'll hear things like big ears, dumbo, jumbo, dog. Personal best that I used to get was fat boy. Um, And they say all these things and you have your own. You know in your own mind right now somebody said something to you And it's stuck in there and it hurts. And when you hear it, it reminds you of the way things used to be. Sticks and stones may hurt your bones. The body heals. It's amazing what happens in the body. But the mind remembers. It even remembers, even when when Jesus washed our sins away. If we're not careful, we remember everything we did and we hurt ourselves by our own memory. Memory is is a, a very difficult thing to deal with. At times, the mind can make you uh, remember things that were very, very hurtful. You can be in a joyous occasion and a couple things go wrong and all of a sudden you feel failure again because you were told you're going to be a failure. It may just be one knockdown, but somewhere, someplace, somebody told you and it's like you go right back to that place again where you were sitting there when somebody looked at you and said, this is what you're going to be. I mean, here's a teacher that my brother had. Now, um, 
when he was in school, she told him, she said, all you're doing is taking up oxygen in the room. Yeah, you say, well, it's difficult. Well, he might have been a brat, but still, the words that he heard in his head, you're just taking up oxygen. That was an educator that told him that. People tell you things. People you trust will tell you things. Parents told you things. Loved ones say things. It's always difficult as husbands when your wife puts things on and she says, how does this look? And if you don't like it, you have to be very careful. I always look to see if Becca's in the room and I'm like, what do you think, Beck? (laughs) And, you know, because sometimes you just got to be very careful because your words can really hurt somebody. And I don't know which day she's having a, 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 a chubby day or feeling like something. I don't know what that day means. But to her, it could be the worst day. And sometimes I've made that mistake because I'll say it to her and I'll see the expression on her face. I'm like, no, 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 I didn't see. Like, you're great. But that dress is ugly. I don't know the right words to say. And you're looking around for help because you don't want to hurt people that you love. But you want to be honest. You know, I, I probably told you folks this before, but we'll go to the mall and I'll see people walking down in the mall, and I tell my wife, you know, I don't know who came up with spandex, but I'll guarantee you that maybe only the bicyclers that are really healthy and another 1% of the world should ever have spandex on. But I always tell my wife, I'm like, somebody was afraid to tell them that that looked tough, didn't want to hurt their feelings. Because we don't want to hurt each other's feelings. But I think every one of us have been hurt at times. I don't think any of us are so strong that we didn't go through a tough time. You remember the story of the ugly duckling and they have, if I remember the story right, um, there was ducklings and then one was a swan, right? Am I right? And it looked different and so then therefore it thought it was an ugly duckling because it wasn't one of the kind. Many times... um, you know, we're separated from the world. So sometimes our ladies, they feel like that because they feel different. But they're beautiful, beautiful swan. But in the midst of a whole bunch of ducks, they think that there's something wrong with them. When them themselves stand out in beauty. But remember that when the little kids used to go, duck, duck, goose, and you feel like you're the goose. You know, I just want to be a duck. You feel like you're the goose. Pastor and I were duck hunting, and we went, and I'm not a very good duck hunter because all I want to do is talk and visit with them. So I, I, I watched more ducks fly by my head, than, and he kept telling me, well, there goes another one. And I, and I, knew, he, I knew he didn't want to hurt my feelings. But I had him one-on-one out in the, in the water there. I figured we could just visit. But we were out there to shoot ducks, and we were talking, and there was geese going over, and I, I know many of you know the story about geese being in a V and and all that, and but pastor said something, he said, you know that, them, them um, goose in the back, they, they, ah, 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 and they're encouraging that one out in the front to be a leader, because they're fighting, and they're trying to do their very best, but the encouragement comes from the others, and the support, and because they're encouraging, the one out in the front is actually breaking up the pressure for them, and they're allowed to fly easier, and as Christians, if we could get that concept, if every once in a while you come in the church and, and you stand there and the person's shaking in there and you go, on, on, on. Just want to encourage you today. 
But whatever the words are, you're encouraged them to fly stronger, fly straighter, and then therefore your flight is easier. See, there's nobody in this church that, that's a politician or somebody that's going to rise up and be the greatest. It's just all of us. And we're just trying to get to heaven. We're all flying to get to heaven. Now, many times, pastors always got to be one out there in the lead. And sometimes people honk, honk. Sometimes it's a good honk. Sometimes it's, get out of the way. You know, I mean, you feel like that as a pastor. Sometimes you feel like, I wish they would quit honking at me. But if it's an encouraging honk, sometimes we encourage him. And, and, but we're all on our flight to heaven. Are you with me? So, you know, there's many things... Uh, 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 about names that, that will hurt. But there's power in words. Folks, there's power in words. The Bible says this in Proverbs 12 and 6. The words of the wicked are to lie and wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright shall deliver them. Some folks just don't want you to succeed, and they'll say mean things to hurt you because they want you to be down. And then, and then that way they can be uplifted somehow. You know what I mean? I think it took me until I was 40 to really want to share everything with guys at work. I, I, I think it was when I got about that age, I didn't care anymore. I felt like that I had arrived as a welder and I don't, they don't mind sharing everything. And Now I probably tell them too much. They don't even want to know. They would probably want me just to shut up and go in the other room. But I want to tell them everything. You know why? Because I don't, I don't care who rises up anymore. I just want to share things. But when you're younger, sometimes you feel like that you're in this race. Pastor used to always tell me, if you're in a rat race, even if you're the head rat, you're still a rat. You know? Be careful what race you're in. Amen? But we want to be with our mouths, we want to be uplifters. I remember when the kids uh, would play uh, baseball. And, um, of course, my wife and I never used to sit together very long because she, she gets very enthusiastic at the ball games, no matter what it is. It, she's still, to this day, very enthusiastic about everything. But me, I would sneak over by the fence and I'd go, you can do it now, you can do it now, come on now, get them one or two, come on now, you know, and I would encourage them. And uh, I would, you know, she's throwing them from this way and I'm throwing them from that way and we're trying to get the kids to do their very best. Amen? Because we want to be encouragers. We want our words to matter. It's very difficult when the little guy comes walking back. Hi, Dennis. He's got his bat dragging and he's struck out and the whole team is going, ah, ah. I mean, they're not honking for happy they're like, really? He's up? You know, and the little guy comes walking back with his bat. And you've got to be in the dugout, and you've got to encourage him. Come on, man. You can get it next time. You get one more inch bigger, you'll see that ball coming. You know, something, future, something's happening. If today is just a bad game. Tomorrow we'll get them. You know, they pitched their heart out. They, they, you know, walked 15 people, and all these runs came in, and they come in the dugout with their head hanging down. Somebody's got to be the encourager. Amen? Sometimes we're not always on the top of our game. But this one time, just from one time, you hear it from somebody that you love. You hear some, some discouraging word or you hear some hateful behavior. And it crushes you because those people matter. I mean, there's some people, you know, you see in the grocery store. They can say anything they want. Matter of fact, I told you folks this story about being in the grocery line. 
My wife and I were in pick and save. And these are old people behind me. And I'm just trying to get my food on the... Uh, and old people is like people that's 25 years older than me. So I'm just trying to get my food out. And the whole time I'm noticing this guy. My wife's trying to get the money out to pay the lady. And the guy is pushing her against the, the thing. And, I, and I'm, you know, I'm just wanting to be Christian. I just wanted to grab him and stuff him in that bag. But I just, everything in me is just don't say nothing. And then before I could even walk out the door, I'm like, somebody was in a little bit of a hurry today. I had to say something. I could not get out the door without letting that guy know. He needs to slow down. I mean, you can't even go grocery shopping. I mean, I want to go grocery shopping like 11 o'clock at night when everybody's sleeping so I can just take my time. I got, a, I got a coupon here. Man, my job, when I'm grocery shopping, I want to make sure the manager has to come and give me a price check. And I want to make sure every one of my coupons got... I want to be... I want to go away like the ladies do from the mall with the savings. I don't care how much I spend. I want to look at that thing and you saved $98. And I want time to do it. Right? And sometimes folks don't encourage you when you're trying to do your very best. They... They, they don't appreciate you trying to do your very best. The wicked, it says in verse uh, Proverbs 12 and 13, the wicked is snared by the transgression of his lips, but the just shall come out of trouble. If you're careful about the things you say, you'll come right out of trouble. Just be careful of the words you say. You put your own self in jeopardy by the words that you say. 22, lying lips are an abomination of the Lord, but they that we deal truly are his delight. One of the greatest things pastor ever told me is that time will tell. When pastor told me that, I'm like, are you kidding me? I love that. So now I do that. When somebody says something, I go, time will tell. (laughs) Right? And it will. Time will tell. Because the Bible is not going to come back void. What it says is the truth. The words in, in uh, <clears throat> Proverbs uh, 18 and f- uh, 4, it says, The words of a man's mouth are as deep waters, and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. You know, you ever get a nice cold glass of water? You can think about it right now even. Wouldn't it be great to have somebody walk up and say, Here's a nice, matter of fact, I got waters. Who drink this? It's you, bro? <laughs> I'll put her back there. I'll drink after you, but I don't know who else put that in there. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) But water, cool water going down your throat. Can you you visualize in your mind what that would taste like? Cool water. And that's what the Bible says that your words are like. Like cool water. Well, a spring of wisdom flowing like a brook. Giving clear uh, goodness to somebody else by the words that you say. Amen. It says in verse 6, A fool's lips enter into contention, and his mouth calleth for strokes. In verse 7, A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are a snare to his soul. In verse 8, The words of a table bearer are his wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Verse 21, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Many times people say, You get what you preach. If you preach things that are are bad, you're probably going to get bad. If you preach things that are great, you're going to get great. 
Who wants to be an encourager? Amen? Don't you want to be an encourager? Pull up next to somebody and, you know, a little Matucci kids come and give me this little, uh, little welder guy so I can put it in my office. Some little Lego, Lego dude. Are you kidding me? Encouraging. I preach Humpty Dumpty. You got to give me sticks and stones sometime. I preached Humpty Dumpty. He went and got me a little book, Humpty Dumpty. Those are my encouragers. You get encouragers in your life, amen? I'll tell you the, one of the greatest encouragers I've ever had. I don't ever remember my mom ever saying anything to me. I mean, even when I deserved it and I had it coming about some situation, she seemed to always be an encourager. I think she was the first one to ever come up with the word chubby. You're not fat. You're just a little chubby. And then... We'd go buy pants and she'd say, these huskies are for men. You know, and she always had a way of saying things. And I'm like, huskies are for men? Yeah, those huskies are for men. You don't want to be one of those little guys. Encourager. Just encourager. I have very good thoughts of my mom. I have very good thoughts before I go to bed. Her praying with me and talking to me and encouraging me and I don't have thoughts of her saying things, but some of you folks may have things like that. You have thoughts. Now, there's other people I have thoughts about, but my mom was one of those I can look back and go and encourage her. Now, there's many folks in this church right now. You could point them out and say, that person's an encourager. Um, uh, Elizabeth got up here the other night, and she was pointing out an encourager. People always point out their encouragers. And usually those are the mentors or the ones that push them on to doing great things. Amen. Somebody that's willing to stand by the fence and go, you can hit it. This time, you're going to hit that ball. You know what I mean? And even if you don't, at least run to first. They won't know what's going on. You know, I always try to encourage kids. I don't care even if you strike out. Run to first. At least get your run in. They'll tell you if you can stay there or not, but at least try it. Sometimes confusion happens and they might let you stay there. You know, encourage them. At least move. Amen? Amen. It says that be, be careful when arguing with a fool, otherwise people might not be able to tell the difference. I, I thought that myself. I'll be saying something and I'll think that person is not right. And not too long into the conversation, I'm scratching my head going, I'm not sure if it's him or I now. I've said some things that I don't like. Amen? The other day, somebody hurt my feelings really bad. And the first thing I said to her was, I forgive you. And at first, it was kind of like a game. I just wanted to say, I forgive you. And then I got to thinking, hey, that was really cool. I forgive you. It's like it didn't even, like water off a duck's back. It didn't even... You know, now I'm a duck hunter. I got to use all the ducks, you know. I shot a duck. Pastor seen it. We couldn't find it, but I shot one. We seen it fall. Hopefully that eagle got it. I don't know, but it fell. I'm a duck hunter. Sometimes things just have to go right off of you. Don't worry about it. You know who you are. You're a child of the king. Don't let somebody mess with your mind. Think about this. Just picture this in your mind. If, if, Ron, can you run up here for just a second? Yeah, come on. Oh, you can run. I mean, church, I only got so much time. I got to preach, man. I don't know. So if I was to put pressure on him, 
he would feel me putting pressure on him. If I was to punch him, he would feel me punching him. If I was even to hurt him in some way physically, he will feel that. But he's pretty tough. And physically, probably some kind of a physical abuse, he may even be able to get over because he's a tough person. But if I was to hurt his mind, even a strong person like he is, if I was to hurt his mind, if I was to say something that would hurt, his mind's connected to his heart, and it wouldn't be long, and he would be humped over and walking around very sad. It's the same strong man, but because I hurt his mind, it hurt his heart, and therefore he's weakened. Isn't that how that goes? Thank you, bro. But that's what happens. You can take somebody who's physically very strong, and you can think that they're okay, but the second that you hurt their mind with words, they can become very weak. Amen? Amen. And, you know, this one's for free. This is my granddad told me when I first got married, Pastor. He said, you're going to make a ton of mistakes. Well, this is before I got married, even. But he said, you're going to do things, and you're, you know, this and that. Don't worry about it. Everybody does it. But this thing, don't do. Don't ever call your wife a name. Ever. Unless it's her name. Or it's honey, or baby, or gorgeous. But never call her something in a fight that you're not going to want. Because you don't matter what, you take it back, it don't come back. She remembers that in her head because you threw out something there that you said. It's hard to pull it back. Amen? That was a gift that he gave me. Because many times I wanted to tell her certain things. I even thought them up in my head. But because I got wisdom from somebody, I didn't throw them out there. Therefore, I'm blessed. Pastor asked the other day, he said, he had us men around. And what a great church service we had. And he said, Here, here's the thing. He goes, who, what would happen with David and his men? And how would he encourage himself in the Lord? And maybe that's where I got this message from, Pastor. Maybe it was rattling around in my head. And, but David would need to be encouraged from the Lord. And Pastor was asking us men, well, how would you encourage yourself? And I said, I said right immediately, right out of my mouth. You know, of course, I love to talk. And that was the first one. You know, I was right out there. But I said, first of all, I want to encourage my wife. Because if I can keep her encouraged, she encourages me. Because if I lift her up, she lifts me up. The second my wife gets down, I'm in trouble. I mean, they say on the household, when mommy ain't happy, nobody happy. They ain't telling the truth. Because when I come home and Jeanette's not happy, man, I'll do anything. I'll, I'll go foreman any job outside. You mow this, do that. I'm willing to step up and be the foreman and tell mom's happy. Because I know somebody did something. So even if it, I just grab somebody that's next to her. You do something because something's wrong with her. Because if she's not happy, I'm not happy. And if she's not here tonight, she's in a Bible class. But if she was here tonight, we would get out in the car. And I don't care if I preach good or not. I don't care if I did well or not. When we get out in the car, she'd look at me and she'd go, Baby, you did a good job tonight. And I'd be like, you think so? How would my suit look? I have a tie, everything look good? Yep, you did good. You got it. And I get it. It's just something. I don't know. But you folks could tell me I do a good job and I appreciate it. And that makes me happy. But there ain't nothing like when she tells me, boy, you did a good job. And she knows how to tell me. She knows how to tell me because 
she'll tell me like things that I said. Like she'll, she'll have a phrase and something I said in the whole message. Maybe she's just got a way of remembering that one thing. And she writes it down and puts it in her Bible. She may have made a horrible message. But something in there in God's book that was right. She'll bring that out and she'll say, I said it. And she'll encourage me because she, I'll remember. I did say that. Yeah, I did say that. Well, that was pretty smart. Man, I bet you he's going to ask me to preach again. Because I got an encourager in my camp. And why do I have an encourager in my camp? I think it's because of the words that we say to each other. So tonight, if I could give you any counseling from the Lord, because he's the great counselor. But if I could just give you any counseling to flow to you, is if you want encouragement, encourage the one that you love. Amen. If you want your kids to behave, now I don't. I'm not a. Now I think I'm a really good husband, I, and we we can say that. You can all agree on that. Amen. Where's my encouragement, Matucci's? They're looking at each other back there. Hey, 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 hey. Amen. But my oldest son's only 22 or 23, so I don't know how that all is going to work out with kids. Raising kids is kind of hard to do, you know. But I, I've learned one thing up to this point of their age of being grown up is if I want them to be happy and do things that I want them to do, I need to encourage them, not manipulate them, encourage them, because there's a difference. See, when you know people as good as, as each other in a family, you know when somebody's manipulating you. But when you watch their life, you can look and you can pick out something that they've done good. And they know that they did that good. And then you can encourage them that they did that good. And go buy them an ice cream. Let's go get an ice cream. You did good. Then you get an ice cream. And they get an ice cream. See how that works? Encourage them. Amen. I just have a few more things. What happens when we... uh, when we say something, they always say that open mouth and insert foot, right? Now, I can't even barely get my foot. I'm just lucky to climb the stairs. I sure couldn't get my foot in my mouth, but they say that you put your foot in your mouth. Anybody ever put their foot in their mouth? Have you ever said something you wish, oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that? And, and you want to so badly take it back. And you just need to ask God, God, could you bless our relationship with that person so they don't think that I think that way of them? Because he can take it back. Amen. That's why the Lord says, that's why you can forgive. You forgive. And he forgives. But if you forgive, you yourself can do it. You can take it back. Don't you like to take things back? Don't you wish you could take that back? Aren't you glad that mom's not here to wash your mouth off with soap because you said that? Amen. One more. No matter how wise a person may consider himself to be, he should always compare himself compare himself between the actions of a good day and a bad day. You know, when we... Christmas time, I love Christmas time. Christmas time, everybody in the house gets new socks and underwear and t-shirts. And 
There's nothing better than waking up Christmas morning and you got new everything. You're walking around like a million bucks. There's nobody, you, you, anybody could do anything, but you could not get mad on that day because you're walking around and your new clothes and you're feeling good and, and you got your new socks on and your, your socks, your boys got their socks and they don't wear my socks and, you, and you're feeling really good about yourself. Nobody can bother you like that. But days when things went real bad, maybe they went real bad from the doctor's office or from the job, or from a letter you got, or there's a situation that happened. And that day when you come home, and the day you feel good, what are the words that come out of your mouth? Do they compare? On those days, on bad days, do you say the same thing? You know, when Jeanette, when she makes me lasagna, and uh, I'm eating that lasagna, I'm just so happy. I'm like, thank you, baby. This, this lasagna is great. But man, when I come home and she makes me a tuna fish sandwich, I'm kind of like, really? You know? I mean, is that what you wanted? What am I going to say? I want to say words of encouragement, but this thing stinks. I don't even like fish. <laughs> then you ground it all up and put it in a sandwich. But I want to be a game player, so I'm like, mm, that's all right. But there's a difference in your behavior when something really well happened or something didn't. When you buy the new car, you're so excited to show everybody. When the first payment comes, you're so sad that you bought it. How a couple days can change your whole attitude. That's the way, folks, in closing, that's the way somebody feels when you walk up to them and, we, and not manipulating, not, not just saying it out of jest, but because you thought it over and you walk up to them and you tell them something that you know that they do well and you encourage them on that. Because they know that they did that and you know that they did that and they can walk away feeling so good about themselves. Folks, we need more encouragers in our lives. Amen? Why don't we all stand? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. You know why the enemy thought that up? Because he loved that. Little kids are not. I tell you what, when I was a little kid, and they would say things, they get sticks and stones. And we'll see how you feel about that. Now, now that I'm a Christian, you can't do that, but I'm just telling you. It's the way you feel. But the whole world, just because they're this size in the sandbox... Or they're this size now. They're just kids. They may call themselves mature and adults and all that other stuff. But when it comes to the bad behavior, they're just like they were in the sandbox. And they'll say things that hurt you. And I would just encourage you to say, hey, I forgive you for that. I thought about this the other day. If you say, I didn't like that you said that. If you say, you shouldn't have said that. If you say, that's not the way I am. If you say all that, there's always another debate coming. But when you look at me and you go, I forgive you for saying that. I, I got this shirt from my kids. I forgive you for saying that. This is all I could afford. See how that works? Therefore, you can walk away feeling good. They can feel terrible. 
That's encouragement. Right? That's what the Lord wants you to do. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Amen. So tonight, as Missy plays something sweet, Jeanette and I went to a conference one time and we got up to the altar and we prayed and we said, God, if there be anything in my mind that rises up and that attacks me, would you please take it away? If the enemy can work your mind over and he can tell you, you know, my dad's got a good way of saying this and I I use this all the time, even now at school. The kids will ask me, they'll say, did you ever play ball? Oh man, did I ever. Did you ever lift weights? Oh man, did I ever. And what my dad used to always say is he'd say, you know what, boys? He would tell us this. He'd say, you know what, boys? The reason I look like I do right now, because I had to at some time change this over so you could enjoy what I felt. So now you can walk around as a strong boy. I trained that over. So, folks, it's the way we think. Be careful of thinking yourself badly. If I can encourage you at all tonight, I want you to think, go home thinking, Man, I'm glad that I'm a Christian. I'm glad that I go to abundant life. I'm glad that I'm in the family of God. I'm glad that I know who Jesus is. I'm glad that I'm going to heaven. And enemy, you are a liar. And you can come against me and say hurtful things and mean things. And you may even send some of your imps with you. Maybe the neighbor or somebody at the grocery store. But enemy, you're a liar. I'm a child of the king. Amen. This world is not our home. We get to the other side. Hey, it's all clean shirts and everything and socks. And we all get to walk around in some good clothing. Amen. So tonight, why don't you come to the altar and just tell the Lord, Lord, protect my mind. Like Pastor says, sometimes you got to lay your hand on your own head. Lord, protect my mind. Keep the enemy out of there. Let me think good thoughts. Amen. So come on up and encourage yourself in the Lord. If your wife's with you, why don't you just lean over and tell her something sweet? I'm so thankful that I'm with you. Boy, I would have messed up if I was with somebody else. Tell your kids, I'm glad that I got kids like you that want to come to church. Think of some good thoughts. What can I say good to one another? What can I say good about myself? Lord, thank you, Jesus, that I came to church tonight. I could have slept in, but I came, Lord, and you blessed my mind. I'm going to leave here encouraged, Lord. I'm going to leave here encouraged. I know that you got great things ahead. This day will pass, and tomorrow joy comes in the morning. And if this has been a joyful day, then thank him for the joyful day. If it's been a bad day, let him know, Lord, this has been a bad day, but I know tomorrow's going to be better. And the enemy's a liar, and I'm a child of the king. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.